0: everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Life Transformational Self-Help. I'm your host, Wilhelmina, and my new topics of discussion are coming from my book that I've been writing over the years, Signs of Having the Spirits Experience Riding Your Back. And also there will be episodes presented which aren't a part of this book, as the Holy Spirit leads me to speak. And coming soon, there will be some seasons dedicated to serving our children, through my Bible Explorations. children. Well, we are three months into 2021. Happy New Year to all of my first-time listeners and current Life Transformational Self-Help listeners. I will be starting all episodes for 2021 with a covering through prayer for all my listeners. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Let thy will be done in every life who are listening in on platforms of the Life Transformational Self-Help Publishing. As we begin this year, forgive everyone of their sins and pour out your spirit upon their lives, causing the eyes of their hearts to be open and active to the hearing of your voice and in fulfilling your will, preparing and establishing them to expect A prosperous greater outcome than what they have perceived in their past teach every listener your way of thinking and doing things so that everything they say or do will be the manifestations of your hopes dreams and promises through your will and not of their own change the perceptions of how they have once thought and bring it into a reality for prosperity through guiding them into living every day in the now, because Father God, you are in the now, and that is where you move. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today's episode is titled, How You Know You're Living in a Backslidden State first let's clarify what it means to have backslidden before we go into its causes backslidden means to have stopped or not put forth the process of growth as christians and have demoted yourself to a lower level of spiritual maturity and had accepted going back to the bottom of the ladder And causing yourself to live outside of God's best. And it means to backslide. In other words, to start on the spiritual walk with God and refusing to move further than where you are. Because you have given up and made the choice to return to living like the world. To backslide, you must have something to backslide from. You have to have known that which is real. It means that you would have walked with God's Spirit living inside of you and believed and have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And to backslide is to actually follow what the enemy tells you to do. And rebel and go against what God tells you not to do. Another example is justifying yourself just as Israel has done. And the Lord said unto me, the backsliding Israel hath justified herself more than treacherous Judah this scripture is found in the book of jeremiah chapter 3 verse 11. the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself this scripture is found in the book of proverbs chapter 14 14. now i want to say before i move on that this scripture right here um what is saying is that you're doing things on your own and you only think of yourself as being a good man and in the process you're only fulfilling your needs you're not allowing god to to um help you in anything you're just doing things on your own which is a setup for defeat or for failure. God wants to heal you but it is impossible when you refuse to return to that which is good for you. Return ye backsliding children and I will heal your backslidings. Behold we come unto thee for thou art the Lord our God. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 22 backsliders lose fellowship with god but not his or her salvation god spoke to me during the reign of king josiah you have noticed haven't you how fickle israel has visited every hill and grove of trees as a whore at large i assumed that after she had gotten it out of her system she would come back but she didn't her flighty sister Judah saw what she did she also saw that because of fickle Israel's loose morals I threw her out gave her walking papers but that didn't phase flighty sister Judah she went out big as you please and took up a horse life also she took up cheap sex and religion as a sideline version and indulgent recreation and use anything at anyone flouting sanity and sanctity alike stinking up the country and not once in all this did flighty sister Judah even give me a nod although she made a show of it from time to time God's decree this is found in the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 6 through ten, And this is in the Message Bible. There are things which are the result of backslidden conditions, such as someone who commits murder, habitual sexual immorality, blasphemy, and another way to know that you're in a backslidden state is that when you don't read the Bible and pray anymore because you do not want to change the way you are presently living, meaning that you've become comfortable with living in that sin situation or living in the fear of going forward. For example, one point in my life, I myself were living in a state of fear of becoming lonely and not knowing my worth. This is my past and I'm no longer living this way because I've learned my worth and is living a life more pleasing to my Heavenly Father. My past is not who I am, but my now is who I am according to the perceptions of who Jesus says that I am and what choices I am making today. My past sins were forgiven. Now I said all of this because I'm gonna share my story with you and it is not for you or others to judge. Such as I'm not to judge your situation; only God is the judge of everything. Sharing it as a testimony to help those who need um, help with being delivered out of something, and I count this as a um, as great joy because this is an opportunity to share my story with someone who may be going through something similar or maybe going through the same situation or you're about to enter into something that God doesn't want you to enter into. So I'm saving you the heartache and pain. In 2012, I entered into a relationship with an old boyfriend from my high school years even though God kept saying to turn and walk away. Before I entered into a relationship with this person there were a few times that we had run into each other and he would ask me to be his girlfriend. I said no and thinking to myself that he he still looks the same, so incredibly fine and probably has a bunch of women and kept it moving because God said no but the next time we had an encounter which was our third time, I said yes, because I'm thinking he looks as if he had things together and was still sweet. In other words, I was attracted to his illumination, which grew dimmer over the period of our relationship. Thereafter, I allowed him to move in with me and gave him a key to my apartment, not knowing his current situation. He said he was just laid off, His job and was receiving unemployment and food stamps that he was looking for another job but never got one I would talk to him about searching on the internet to find employment but he didn't put any effort into it because he was hoping to receive a disability income this is what he said to me so he didn't have to work This went on for a couple months and my youngest child was due to return home from a Christian academy to find that things had changed. I'm months deep into my backslidden lifestyle. If you can imagine how my daughter was uncomfortable with the situation, she began to build a prayer wall in her room and she made both of us a prayer bracelet, which we both put on. So... As me and her are talking, you know, um, day by day, she's letting me know that when I leave the house, he's taunting her um, with things, you know, that that he shouldn't be doing. Um, As the months went on, I learned that he was an alcoholic and a smoker of cigarettes and marijuana, and he smoked heavily which was why he would eat up everything in the house, whether he bought it or not. There became another issue I had to worry about with him. This had come about when I provided him my laptop's password and allowed him access to my laptop computer so he can um, search for work or to listen to music. While using it, I caught him searching and communicating with other women from a dating website and addressed it by telling him to not use my laptop searching for women to date. But he didn't listen and on a Sunday morning, I woke up to find him on that dating website communicating with the woman again. Um, this is while um, while we're in bed and this upset me because I saw this as a disrespect. So. I decided to join that dating website and started searching for other men to date as well to show him how it feels to be disrespected, and it upset him. And he talked about he couldn't come, he couldn't really communicate with them because they far off or whatever. But the thing is, like I was telling him, I said that's cheating, and so um, I decided afterwards. To change my password and lock him out of my computer the next follow my experience with this relationship is that he was a smoker of marijuana cigarettes and he drank alcohol heavily and he was a womanizer because I didn't drink or smoke I made it clear that he was to not smoke or drink in my apartment one day he had snuck and smoked inside my apartment thinking I wouldn't know, but the smell of cigarette smoke filled the apartment. So I knew. And while he was gone away from the apartment, I changed my front door locks so he didn't have access to enter the an apartment. And I explained to him that was a rule, meaning about the smoking, he wasn't supposed to break. And i kicked him out later i let him back in and gave him another key to the doors at this time it all it was almost christmas and guess what he does he brings alcohol into my home and is drinking it while i'm not there so then i kicked him out a second time then later, let him back in. But each time that I let him back in, the degrees of his disrespect had become worse. This last time, he had the audacity to spend all of his food stamps and his unemployment income. Buying things, food and stuff to feed himself at his mother house. Putting it all there. Then coming to my house when he don't have any food to eat over there and eat up everything from my daughter and I and he didn't care. He would cook and and he would eat up whatever he could. It got to the point where we were hiding food But it didn't work because he would search all through the house and would find it anyway. Find um, If we hid it behind something, he would dig through everything just to find it while we were gone. He didn't care about whether we was going to start a death or not. But um, he was so arrogant that he kept searching, finding, and eating all the food from us. It just didn't make sense. Mainly, he just didn't care about anyone but just himself. So, during this time, I'm talking to God about not letting go of his hand and asking him about what I had gotten myself into. So, one afternoon after running some errands, I go to my mailbox to get the mail before I walk upstairs to enter my apartment. But, as I got ready to walk up the stairs, God just started speaking to me. And this is what he said. Russell's in the way of your blessings. And it was at that moment, God revealed to me that there were the spirit of sexual immorality, spirit of confusion, the spirit of disrespect, the spirit of lying the spirit of adultery the spirit of fear and the spirit of poverty living in your residence not only are they living inside of you and him but also residing in your home and have become comfortable so this was my wake-up call When you backslide, the repercussions are that it will come with seven more demons stronger to reside in you and your home. This really upset me because all I could think about is the beautiful relationship I had with God, comparing it to the awful one I was in, and that every first Sunday I was unable to take communion because my heart wasn't right with God, because I was still in a mess. I blame no one else but myself for inviting this chaos into my life. I could still remember when I changed my locks one last time, this time to the outer screen door and I could hear him trying to get in. So I opened the door for him and said, you've been searching through my things and eating up all the food that you did not put in the house and took money that weren't yours. And he said, I have never stolen anything from you, but he did. The thing is, he took money that I had sitting out um, and just took it like it was his. So that's taking something without asking, asking for it. Since he tried to justify himself, this was my response to what he said: taking money without um, getting permission for it and eating up someone else's food as you have no rights to. Is stealing I looked him in the eyes and said you got to get out his response but baby you gonna come back down to my mother's house and get me I said no I won't he said yes you will again I said no I won't I promise and he said swear on it and again I said I won't swear on it but I promise you I will not be coming to get you he was still trying to get me to swear so one last time i took and pointed my finger downward and at the same time turned my finger and said i will not be turning back in the name of jesus once he saw and heard this he knew i wasn't coming to look for him anymore first of all before this relationship was to begin. I couldn't understand why God kept telling me no every time I had an encounter with him. But it took this great lesson for me to wake up and come out of the darkness that caused me to almost lose myself to a search that wasn't worth losing my life over. The moral of my story is that when God specifically tells you to not get involved with what he believes would be a deep detrimental to your well-being as well as your prosperity, it is better to trust him and what he requests of you. Having your future held in his hands and not of your own volition keeps you safe from dark forces putting their hands on you. God chases after and chastises those whom he loves. God places a shock in our life when we turn to disobedience. A good example in my past, God had a remedy for my habitual sin of sexual immorality because I was trying to fight my urges so that I would become celibate, but this didn't work. So I needed something far greater to help me. God knew I needed his help and made it where every time I committed this crime against my body, repenting. And the one thing I hated was that once this deed was done, it felt good for the moment. But thereafter, the spirit of guilt was set in and I was finding myself repenting over and over again because I felt it wasn't enough. And each time I committed this crime against my own body, I started becoming aware of what I was doing and I didn't like the feeling I was getting. One last time, I committed this crime against my body. One last time. But this time afterwards, my thoughts and feelings mixed together kicked in a stirring of extreme stress and depression. Like as if I was on some sort of drug high, causing me to feel like I was going crazy and about to lose my mind i didn't like the uncomfortability of that feeling and i looked at myself in the mirror discovering that even though i felt like i was smiling on the inside but the manifestations of what i was seeing on the outside told a different story thought i was happy inside out but the reflection which appeared to me was something far away from who I was to become and that is why I spoke about losing myself. I didn't realize that I was doing critical harm to my spirit and knowing that I was bringing decay which would cause me to not only die physically but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Seeing myself in this unhappy state helped me to understand the importance of why we should become listeners and doers of what he says and not only hearers. All of this happened after leaving the relationship in my story. Demonic forces are real, and because I chose to disobey God, the product of my disobedience became a multitude of demonic forces riding right my back. I'm sure someone on this listening platform has experienced or may be going through a relationship similar to what I have gone through or about to enter into a relationship that has no business being in. And God said, no. This is the message God is speaking to you. So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper say a quiet yes to god and he'll be there in no time quit dabbling in sin purify your inner life quit playing the field hit bottom and cry your eyes out the fun and games are over get serious really serious get down on your knees before the master it's the only way you'll get on your feet this scripture is found in The book of James, chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. And this is in the Message Bible. So I'm trying to help you guys, like, ebonically speaking. Make sure you understand. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. This is found in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 8. To bring some clarity to whether you are living in a backslidden state, yes, if you are doing things and are living outside of God's will, meaning living without his direction, and the testimony of my story is proof enough that I was in a backslidden state because I entered into a rebellious relationship that God forbade me to do. moment that... I turn my back and pursue that relationship is when I begin to lose myself. See our Father God knows what's best for us before we ask him for it. Sometimes God will allow you to go through the process of hurt and pain to get you to see things the way that he sees it to help you understand that going against his will for your life. Because of your own selfish ambitions, push you in a place of being unprotected and or not being able to clearly focus on your purpose and to lose yourself respect. It's not that I didn't desire to be with God, but both sides at the same time were tugging at me, and I went the opposite of my destiny because of the fear of becoming lonely. We are never alone. God is always with us. It is your choice to connect with him. Another thing I would like to say is that a man or woman cannot fill the void of loneliness in your life. In other words, they are not the missing piece in your life and could never make you whole and complete. You could be in a relationship with someone and still feel the loneliness, emptiness and void. I've been there before. A thought to ponder, when we are feeling lonely, we tend to pick up things we do not need. Have a distorted thoughts telling us if I get into a relationship or go shopping for clothing or a car, eat more, maybe I'll be satisfied to try and fill that void. But to only make it a part of the contributing factor of our hurt and pain and causing our life to be in disarray or in shambles. Our significant others are only there to enhance our life and to not be our everything. So they enhance and you grow together. They become your everything when you have completely giving your heart to them and it could set your heart up for failure. People can disappoint you, so giving your heart to anyone other than God puts your heart in a fragile or vulnerable state for demonic forces to make you as a prey. Guarding your heart with placing it in God's hands and receiving God's spirit is what makes us whole and complete. God's intentions are that beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. This is found in the book of 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. You have an opportunity right now to come up out of the darkness that you're in now. I'm inviting you to pray with me pray this prayer of confession of faith with me heavenly father forgive me of my sins I believe that Jesus died and rose on the third day just for me I'm asking you to come into my heart into my life and live directly there in the center of my heart and to direct my path towards your righteousness my hopes and dreams are in you you father God are the source and the only source for making my hopes dreams visions and destiny a reality or making it become manifested or manifestation it is according to my perceptions of who you are that I may increase in you I have my being and Without you I could do nothing. Father God, I surrender every area of my life to you. Now and forever in Jesus name. Amen. Now that you have prayed this prayer of belief in Jesus and have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, it is only the beginning of what's to be completed. It's necessary that you be water baptized, which is the our symbol which appears to non-believers and other believers that you have died to your old life and is brought up in the newness of Christ and you must, you must receive the Holy Spirit. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. This is found in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 13. Now, what this scripture is saying here is that God's spirit is available to everyone. It doesn't matter which culture you come from, but everyone. This is an invitation to everyone. Everyone. Not just to the Jews, but everyone. The Holy Spirit is our only way of escaping and having liberty, freedom, and peace of mind for temporarily living in this world. And the reason why I say in this world is because we are not from this world. We are from another destiny, which is heaven earth is only a temporary place to stay just like our bodies is a temporary way of transporting our spirit and soul from point a to point b that's why we're not supposed to be setting our affections on the things that's here on earth because these things here don't belong to us only those things that are in heaven belongs to us and we're supposed to set our affections on the spiritual things which are of more importance. Things that will not pass away. If you are unsure about your destiny or are still holding onto the fence. Yeah, just standing there holding on, not letting go because you're afraid to go on. Now is the time to reflect on what your future will look like because of the choices and decisions you make today. This is not a time for you turning your back on God, but an opportunity to receive him while he's near and enhance your life. He's an enhancement to your life. He will illuminate you where no one can hardly see. They can be blinded by your illumination. And the thing is, it'll draw them to God. You may be wondering, when will the time be to receive the Holy Spirit? Guess what? This is your opportunity now to receive it. Your appointed, appointed time Because you're listening in on this podcast episode. Choose ye today whom you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? Meaning will you serve God or will you serve the world? Be like the world. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose ye this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord this is found in Joshua chapter 24 verses 15 so honestly speaking Holding on to something which gains you nothing is holding on to a future filled with emptiness. And it is a way of saying, I'm going to keep one foot in heaven and the other in hell just in case I miss out. Don't be deceived. This is impossible. So stop allowing the enemy to feed you his lies just in case. Is an uncertainty just in case you didn't know he is the father of lies and you can't serve God in man meaning you can't serve God in or being a part of God's kingdom family and be a part of the world. Do the th- same things that the world does. You cannot do. It's not possible. You can't worship two gods at the same time. Loving one god, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feast, contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money. Both. It's either or. You have to choose. And this scripture is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 24. And you can find it in the Messenger Bible. But choose wisely. This is what I'm encouraging you to do. Choose wisely because the day, the hour, the minute, the second that you choose to step back into sin or turn your back on God could become the most devastating, the most darkest day of your life and it could cost you your eternal life in heaven. A true reality is that your choice define where your destiny lies. To choose sin is to choose death and die not only physically, mentally, emotionally, but also spiritually. So you choosing sin as your other option. is your defeat for you reaching your destiny your true destiny meaning the destiny of God has called you to fulfill. The choices you make today will have a positive or a negative outcome on your purpose and it changes the blueprint of your destiny. So what you do now has an effect on your destiny, or where you're going in the future. The most important decision you can make for yourself today is to renew your mind, meaning to have a changed mind, to turn from serving yourself serving God and all you have to do is receive the spiritual transplant of your heart meaning not a physical heart I'm speaking of a spirit your um, what makes you is your spirit and your soul It's not the physical heart, which is something that will pass away. It'll stop beating. So that means it can pass away. But your spiritual heart, your heart, your spirit, it lives on after you have left the physical body, which is your temporary transportation to getting to point A, getting from point A to point B. and your new spirit which is your new heart is the connection to being ready for the rapture and you can't leave earth without it it's like an american express card you can't leave home without it because you will need it or you will find yourself in a place unwanted or a place of uncertainty such as like the pandemic a lot of people are in a place of uncertainty. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That means the kingdom of heaven. This scripture is found in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 5, King James Version. So the best thing you can do is today is to receive the spiritual heart transplant so that you can stay connected to your true destiny and so that you can be prepared to leave and also to be able to stand firm on God's word standing erect where you don't have to move or waver when the enemy comes and to be watchful and to help you stay connected to the main source, which is God. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance this is found in the book of acts chapter 2 verse 1 through 4 in other words completing the equation believing plus water baptism plus receiving the Holy Spirit, would be your compass, which continuously keeps you in position for reaching your heaven-bound destiny, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. This is found in Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 through 14. So this is talking about the purchasing. God purchased us. Jesus was the one who paid for our sins. He died on the cross for us to save us. So when once he did that, we were pur- we were purchased, made us a possession of his. So therefore, that's the reason why he has provided us the comforter which is the Holy Spirit, which is why we do need it because the comforter is the one that's going to help us make it through this life to keep us from sinning. It is the one that helps us to overcome those things that which are trying to hinder us and keep us from our true destiny. Jesus is the only connection to eternal life. Your new heart helping you in making the rapture and getting you into heaven so therefore he is going to him following him listening to God's word listening to God's voice position us it positions us to make it to a heaven bound destiny you may be wondering if it really takes all of this to have great joy wake up smiling to be prosperous in everything that you do and having your liberty I want to tell you now today yes it does it takes 100% Of your dedication in prayer, praise, worshiping, and participating in helping others find their way back to God and establishing your mood for every day. And being in the presence of God it's nothing better than that being in the presence of God and doing his will it's all joy even in your saddest days you will have great joy now that you have some clarity about how the Holy Spirit operates in his connection with us this is your opportunity to receive everything God has predestined for your life open up and allow the holy spirit to fulfill your lifetime of promises on your journey to rediscovering what possibilities could become a reality you may want to ponder upon building a relationship with god as we are ending this episode please adventure over to the youtube channel and listen to a song titled the invitation by nicholas and the old apple tree by Shirley Caesar to get a reflection of how it will be when you stand before God and his extended love for you when you decide to return from your backslidden state of mind. Both songs help with new believers and those who are returning back to the Lord or who have fallen by the wayside. Also, could you have the heart to share these episodes with your friends and family? All you have to do is direct them to the Anchor.fm app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Breaker Podcast. Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Google Podcast, and have them download or register to listen. This would be their new beginning, their new adventure that um, they're going, they're embarking upon. If you or they would like to hear more episodes, please don't hesitate to click on the favorite, follow, or subscribe buttons which could be located at the top right corner of the app, or it can be located at the, the left side of the top part of the app or it, at the bottom. You will receive notifications of new published episodes. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Your host, Wilhelmina. Have a blessed, prosperous, and productive day.